Okay, Grace, I am feeling a little inspired today after watching 13 the Musical. And I have a few ideas I, that I want to run by you. Do you think this could work? Ready? 37! Turning 37! Is there more? <laughs> um, I haven't really um, workshopped the rest. It's more just an idea at the moment. <laughs> Let me give you some ideas. How about like, 37, your bones crack every time you get up. 37, uh, your f- parents ask when are they right. getting grandkids. 37. <laughs> My knees are starting to hurt. <laughs> My joints crack so fucking much it's insane they i mean it's kind of enjoyable i was talking to my friend faith shout out to faith and i was like (laughs) oh things are starting to hurt me i really thought like in my 40s i would start feeling shit and she's like well listen we're closer to 40 than we are 30 it's coming i think i'm a little delusional you're forever young though you really are you're like a young sprightly ball of energy and i feel like that makes your body young too i told you someone said i was age fluid I love that. You're like a little boy (laughs) and an old man at once. It's so confusing. Like Peter Pan. Oh, shit. You'd be great in Peter Pan, but I would love Peter Pan where you play all the roles. Yes. Because you're kind of all of them. You're a little Tinkerbell. You're a little Captain Hook. You're a little Smee. I'm even a little bit Nana the dog. Oh, Nana. The superstar (laughs) character of Peter Pan. There is no fucking doubt about it. I love when the dad (laughs) falls on the blocks and the whole family goes, Pawn. Nana. He's like, poor Nana. <laughs> That's such a deep cut of Peter Pan. <laughs> I love poor Peter. Nana. Poor Nana. <laughs> oh my God. He's so pissed. They love that dog. Okay. So we are covering 13, the musical. You can watch it on Netflix. It's so fucking good. I'd never seen it. I knew nothing about it. Me too. I had a great time. It's kind of perfect. And we thought this would be really great for back to school time. Summer's ending. We're all going back to work and back to school. Well, and you know, we had talked about doing Camp Rock, which is still in the lineup. But it felt like we were going to go along with Camp, Camp, Camp because we did camp last time, right? But this is actually so refreshing because it's a young adult. I mean, not young adults. They're 13. they're, They're children. But it's that kind of vibe of young theatery kids but it's done so well there's not a cringe moment in Uh it so fucking talented it actually felt like a great parallel to present next to camp to be like look at this just something unproblematic to enjoy right and it was only like an hour and a half it it wasn't too long there's a few scenes i could have done without but none with the kids i'll say that some of the parent adult storyline just kind of i don't know felt unresolved and strange and unnecessary i don't know it was very bizarre to me But we'll get into it. Okay, so as you know, the original 13 Broadway musical starred the one and only Ariana Grande. Who did she play? One of the three bitchy girls friends. Oh! It was kind of like an ensemble track. So I thought it would be fun to see how well you know Ariana Grande. So I got a little quiz here. (laughs) I feel like you're going to disown me as a friend when you realize I don't know a lot about Ariana Grande. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Okay, ready? Question number one. In which year was she born? 1992, 1993, 1994, 1995. Let's go with 92 because it's my birth year. Okay. Oh, they don't tell us to the end. That's so annoying. Okay. What is her full name? Ariana Audrey Grande, Ariana Liana Grande, Ariana Grande Butera, 
Ariana Mandy Grande. It can't be the last one. Third one, Ariana Grande Butera. Okay. In which American state was she born? Colorado, Florida, California, Oregon. Let's go with Florida. She's allergic to cats. True or false? I'm going to go true because she has dogs. I've seen that on Instagram. What are Ariana Grande's fans called? The Grande fans? Arianators. Ariana. I know this one. Okay. <laughs> what was her favorite school subject? French, <laughs> geography, science, or math? Um, French. Which of the following is her favorite board game? Scrabble, Monopoly, Clue, or Boss Monster? I don't know these answers to people I know, like my actual friends. Like, I don't know what your favorite board game is. <laughs> I'm expected to know Ariana Grande. <laughs> It's Candyland, bitch. Ah, good for you. I'm going to go with Clue for Ariana because like, it's kind of theatrical and you have to play a part. Okay. Final three questions. What was the name of her character on the Nickelodeon show Victorious? Cat Valentine? Kate Valentine? Kim Valentine? Or Valerie Valentine? <laughs> That's an awesome name. I think her name was Cat, though. I know. Who performed at the first ever pop concert she attended? Take That, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Westlife. I don't know who the, f the first and the fourth one really are. I know Westlife is like Same. British or something. Or Take That's British. I've never heard of Maybe them. Maybe I'll go with them. Because like she seems closer to my generation than like, it seems odd Taylor Swift would be her first. I feel like Taylor Swift isn't that much older than her. Okay, so what was your choice? What was your, op your pick? Let's go um, Westlife. Okay, final question. What is the title of her 2019 album? Cheers, my dear. Merci, mon amis. Sweet Pete. Thank you. Next. Um, thank you, next. Okay, you got six out of ten correct. Oh, that's not a great score. <laughs> Katy Perry was her first ever pop concert, not Westlife. Okay. Clue was not her favorite board game. It was Monopoly. Monopoly? I also love Monopoly. Girl, that game, you play it for fucking a week straight, and it teaches you to be Mr. Rockefeller. Are you kidding me? Grace, she did not love French in high school. It was science. Nondescript, not specific science. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> I love science. That's why I became a pop star. Oh, I love science. <laughs> <laughs> Her next song is like, E equals MC squared. Ariana, what do you do on the weekends? Uh, just, just some science. <laughs> <laughs> I love to dance, listen to music, science. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Grace, she was not born in 1992. No way. She was born in 1993. Oh my God, that means next year she's joining the 30 Club. Oh my God, 30 and flirty. And thriving, bitch. And thriving. <laughs> Thank you so much. I learned a lot. Well, you got most of them correct, so we can continue with this episode. <laughs> One time I should really fuck it up and then the episode should be over. We should be like, I guess we can't do this. Bye, guys. I love the evolution of it started with facts of the year of what we were doing and then it went to quizzes and now it somehow became if you don't get the quiz right we're not doing the episode <laughs> i love that i just start this and i have something to do and you just are on board with it it's never this like i never questioned you beforehand <laughs> i'm never like what are we doing no uh, it's just let's see no. yeah. <laughs> oh my god okay should we do it yeah i'm stoked for this we both didn't know this show now we love it who could ask for a better outcome this 
film begins in New York City. We're in a synagogue. Guess who is the rabbi? Is Josh Peck of Drake and Josh fame. He looks incredible. I think he is so freaking cute. He is cute. We have Evan, who's the main character. This little kid is so cute. He's studying for his bar mitzvah, but he's going through huge life changes because he's about to move to Indiana because his parents are getting divorced. His father cheated on his mother, who is played by Miss Queen Deborah Messing, who must love musicals because she sure pops up in a lot of musical adjacent things. Her hair looks awful though. The wig. Why? Why did they do that? It's like this brown blunt banged wig. It's kind of serving me brunette Christina Aguilera's wig in burlesque. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like those are not bangs. Those are. I see that. But yangs. And they are front and center. <laughs> but yang yangs. <laughs> but yang yangs. <laughs> Deborah, Deborah, you're but yang yang showing. <laughs> Deborah, your but yangs are stealing the show and you're a wonderful actress. <laughs> Deborah, put away the bayangi yangs, Deborah, for the love of God. They're just distracting. <laughs> I can't look away from them. I realize sometimes you're like, oh, we don't want her to be a redhead and everything, but part of Deborah Messing's gorgeousness is that hair. Whoever said that, I absolutely want her to be a redhead in everything. I just want her to be Grace yeah, in everything she does. Absolutely. I want to wear Grace Adler designs. I want to mm-hmm. just cut off a piece of her hair and sniff it for good luck when I'm sad. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just took a turn. <laughs> Can I tell you this joke I love that the rabbi says? He's like, high five. But like, hi. <laughs> I love jokes like that. Oh, I did not pick up on that. Do you know my friend Lori Nism that you met way, way back when we were doing Jekyll and Hyde? That girl was in a uh-huh. acapella group in college that was all Jewish and they were called the high notes. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed. That I is just good. Think that is so fucking charming. Holy shit. Yeah, I did think that was funny. I didn't think it was funny when he was like, God called. He wants his language back. Corny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> it's like, come on, you guys. You got to work a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this really does read as like goofy musical theater on stage dialogue that doesn't perfectly land on film. Like I could see that hitting on stage 10 plus years ago. Even more. This was on Broadway, what, 15 years ago? But also it was just the kids in the musical. There were no adults. There are no adults. How interesting. I didn't know that. Well, we don't, I don't do any, we don't really do research, but I'm almost 100% positive that <laughs> it's just the the kids. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to see a production of this. I feel like I didn't see it when I was young because I was like, you know when you're like 14 and you don't want to be associated with things that are 13? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's so funny when you're that age. So that's why I feel like I never got into this because I was like, it's for babies. It's bomb. Now I'm 30 and I love it. Yeah. And I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. <laughs> that is the vibe though. You're like, I can't. That's for babies. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna kind of say before we get deeper into it is that all of these things with adults, they feel like they aren't part of the show to me. Like they were added. I agree. And I feel like that's why it's not as successful. Yeah. The storylines. They really try to make this like Deborah Messing doesn't know what to do with her life storyline. There's scenes of her looking through poetry books. You're like, who the fuck cares? We didn't need that. I didn't need any of that storyline. It also just doesn't really go anywhere. We'll get into it, but there's this weird storyline with Deborah Messing that she was a writer and then she gave it up so that the husband could open his own law firm and she could be a stay-at-home mom. And she's like, well, and I gave up writing for that. And now they're getting divorced 
course. So it's like, what did I give it up for? But it's like, you can write anywhere. Evan's been in school since he was, what, five, six? He's 13 now. Like, you didn't write at all in the last seven years? Right. It just seems weird. I feel like you have the perfect situation to write. What are you doing? I mean, the husband's at work and the kid's at school all day. You have the house to yourself. Like, that's a great atmosphere to write. It sounds like you guys are rich as fuck. Like, you're a stay-at-home mom, but he goes to school all day. Like, what do you mean? You can't write a paragraph a day? I don't know. It just felt weird. She's too busy straightening her hair. (laughs) (laughs) She's just cutting her bangs every day, making sure those bayangs are tight. The bayangs, it takes all day. (laughs) It's a full-time job. I gave up writing for these bayangs. Like, what do you mean? Oh, my God. It, it just was weird. <laughs> but anyway, we have um, the opening song, which is, of course, called 13. This song slaps. These kids are killing it. You know, it's on the streets of New York and in Central Park. And it's Evan at first complaining about life and how his whole world is changing. But then it's all these kids and it kind of captures that energy and excitement and kind of angst. And it, it does. It just feels it's so good. It's all these kids that are just incredible. I was talking to, to Dan before I watched this and I was like, I'm excited to watch 13. I'm like, is there a song like that? And they're like, yeah, actually, pretty much exactly like that. And it did not disappoint. It was exactly what I wanted. (laughs) Just a bunch of kids screaming about being 13. (laughs) It's like perfect. 37. 37. I feel like it needs to be deeper, though. Like 37. (laughs) It's all minor chords. Like vocal fry. There's just no hope. There's not even angst. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. 37. <laughs> you still don't know how to Feeling do your taxes. Pretty sleepy. 37. 37. <laughs> Gotta start thinking about colonoscopies. No. 37. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start feeling for lumps. No. Please, anything but that. <laughs> Gotta start feeling for lumps. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta worry about ear hair now. Ear hair? 37. <laughs> I have hair. I will get like a random long black hair all the fuck over my body. It's insane. I'll just be minding my business at the beach and I'll look down and there'll be like an inch long black hair on my stomach. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Uh, Where did you no, get your like? I have to watch my ear hair. I have to like. Tra- <laughs> I can't believe I have ear hair. What is hair doing in my ear? Get out of my ear. It's like insulation. I don't know. There must be like a reason your ancestors needed it. Well, we're Italian also, so we're fucked. As I far don't. As hair goes. I'm not my ancestors. I don't need it. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel and the ear hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I got a little. I got this clipper thing. It's a nose hair. Then you put a different thing on top, and it's free ear hair so i'm taking care of everything i'm busy this is i get i actually understand ever messing because when you get older it takes a while to take care of yourself it takes a village like she still can't write she's just like looking at poetry books like really have to shave my legs like she's like why are these red when i have this massive brown wig on she's plucking the long black hairs off her fucking stomach she don't have time to write So this is a public service announcement. Everyone just check for some lumps. We love you. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) 
We go to Indiana. This is where the family is moving. We meet Evan's grandmother, who is right. Rhea Perlman, uh, a.k.a. the mother from Matilda, Mrs. Danny DeVito. Wait, even more important, she's Carla from Cheers. You know, I'm, Cheers is my favorite show. Honey, I don't know Cheers, but I'm so happy for you. Were you excited to How see her? How have you never seen an episode of Cheers? I don't know. Next time I see you, we have to watch at least the pilot together. I would love that. You would love it. I would love that. I think that'd be really fun. But she plays Carla, the sassy bartender on all 11 seasons of Cheers and a few episodes of Frasier. She does a crossover. That's right. So when she fucking comes out of the door, I almost fell out of the bed. I was like fucking Rhea Perlman. She's got to be up there age-wise. I think she looks phenomenal. She's so cute. She looks great. When I was in Summerstock one year, I came up with this game called Adina Menzel, Rhea Perlman, or Moose. And you would just give people different situations. You had to decide if you would rather do it with Adina Menzel, Rhea Perlman, or Moose. (laughs) (laughs) What made you choose those three characters, those three players? I don't know. We were so... We were Look, we were doing theater in this small-ass town. There was one (laughs) gas station that sold beer. I never drank so much in my entire (laughs) life. All we did was drink. We'd go pick up this fucking... It was called Mountain Brew. It was like the Stewart Shop (laughs) brand of beer. It tastes like piss. And we would just sit on this fucking porch. And like, we had Disney trivia nights. And then like, we would just come up with games. I think that's so fun though. But listen, that game sounds whack. But I'll play. (laughs) It was so fun. I bet you I would play it. I would pick Adele Dazim for all of them. No, but like sometimes you got to think like if it's like a traveling one, you'd want the moose to ride. You have to really think about the situation. It's not as easy as you think. I could ride Adina Menzel through the countryside. Oh, lesbians! <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian alert! I'll be like, in. giddy up! Giddy up! <laughs> So if you are an adult watching the movie 13, have a smoke break. If you are 13, have a snack break. If you are an adult but don't drink or smoke, take 13 snack breaks. I don't make the rules. I just live by them. The grandma's really cute. She's very loving. I feel she's giving everyone cute grandma advice. But yeah, she doesn't really expand beyond that in the storyline. We get into the issue of Evan's bar mitzvah. Because in New York, it was going to be this big, huge party. It's this coming of age. And now he's like, there's no Jewish people in this small ass town. There's not even a synagogue. I don't know anybody. But he's like, listen, I'm going to plan it myself. And he really wants to make it incredible. I mean, there's not one other Jewish person in this town. Like, what kind of weird ass Stephen King town is this? Where there's no Jewish people. People. I feel like there are places like that, but because they also cast this so diverse, it feels really unbelievable. Evan's friends right. are every type of person. So the idea that he's the only Jewish person seems <laughs> right. so unlikely. Very weird. It just seems odd. Like it makes sense if it's like the footloose town. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make the most sense. It's like the footloose town, but instead of no dancing, it's no Jewish people. <laughs> I never thought about that, but in the footloose loose town that actually is outlawing dance is actually like against religious freedom for Jewish people because they dance the hora. Damn. Things you think about. Okay, something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get Patrice. We meet, I guess she is a neighbor and she borrows books from Evan's grandmother. It's a little unclear their relationship. Why do they hang out? (laughs) Yeah, why (laughs) is she so connected to this old woman? But what, we're gonna look past it. So she came (laughs) to return. She's in a book club with Nana and she came to return the book and she meets Evan. They really hit it off, the two of them. Do they? Well, they have a fun summer together. I feel like Patrice is a psychopath. 
path. <gasps> and she clings to Evan in a spooky way. I feel like Evan is kind and wants to befriend everyone. He thinks everyone's his friend. He's that kind of person. But Patrice immediately sings the song, Lamest Place in the World, about how this was the lamest place in the world till you came around. You just met him. Are you okay? Also, I just told you about that town that I was in for that summer stock. So when she was describing all of the things in the town, like a Walmart and like a place to decorate <laughs> your cats, I was like, there's a lot to do in this town. That's more than a lot of towns I've done stock in. I'm sorry, you're not playing that weird game about the moose. Adina Menzel or right. Rhea Perlman. Like, count your blessings, Patrice. <laughs> Until you have to sit on a back porch and make up games starring 80s sitcom <laughs> stars. I don't want to hear it, Patrice. <laughs> it just felt like too much. And it did show the months going by in summer. So I feel like they did form a bond. But I was like, Patrice is weird. She's too much about him. Where'd you go? I went to close my blinds. I'm back now. Can you see me? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, is he leaving? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> he talks shit about Patrice and I'm out of here. I will not stand for this Patrice slander. <laughs> we also meet Archie. Archie's in a wheelchair and the first line we get of Archie is him going, yeah, I'm faking it. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. It took me off guard a little bit. I was like, okay, <laughs> Archie. <laughs> this actor is really cute. I'd say every single, even though I'm like, Patrice is fucking weird, she's adorable. Every performer in this is so good. Yeah, they are so talented. Like, if you could have seen me when I was fucking 13 years old, I couldn't, like, axe my way out of a plastic bag. Is that the expression? Paper bag? I think both work. Material doesn't matter. Right. Okay, so they hung out all summer. Definitely got a bond. Even though you hate Patrice, they did form a bond. <laughs> But we get to first day of school and we meet a bunch of new characters. We meet Brett, who is like the main popular, cute football player. Yeah, he's so cute. He's so tall, too, for 13. It's like, whoa. And we meet Kendra and Lucy, who are best friends. And both of them like Brett. But Brett loves Kendra and Lucy is jealous as fuck about it. So immediately it's like love triangle. Love that. I actually think that Brett and Lucy and Kendra are so talented. I loved the three of them. I agree. I have to say there are some bops that the three of them sing. They get some of the best material. Like this next song, I've Been Waiting, which is about Brett and Kendra so wanting their first kiss together and Lucy's head's about to explode. She's so jealous, but also it's so cute and so wholesome that the entire objective for this sweet young couple is to kiss because Kendra's mom is super, super strict. So she very rarely gets to see Brett. Brett really wants it to be super special when he kisses Kendra. So they're both kind of psyching themselves out about it and trying to make it happen, but in a really special way. And Lucy is determined to make it about her because also she's really really hurt that Kendra didn't text her all summer and instead she texted Brett, which kind of doesn't get explained like why that was the case. Yeah, she apologizes at the end, but she never like explains why she didn't text her. Yeah, I found that weird. Like, why aren't you texting both of them? She's still your best friend. Why did we not get that scene, but we got Deborah Messing going through old poetry books? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just the priorities were off. I know you hate Patrice, but I did feel bad when <laughs> she was talking about recycling and someone came up and threw a thing of plastic for. <laughs> at her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rebecca take out an eye. I did feel for her. Patrice is an environmentalist and a, and a brainiac. You can tell because she has glasses and like an earth shirt on. But you know, these kids, they do treat her like shit. Lucy in particular treats her like shit because Lucy's kind of a bully. It's awkward. Evan wants to be friends with this whole group, right? Because they seem cool and he wants them to come to his bar mitzvah. But Patrice wants nothing to do with them all. She thinks they're all popular trash because Lucy's part of their group and she's a dick to her. Evan also kind of introduces himself to all of them and realizes that this is Kendra who earlier on when he met Archie, Archie brought up. When Evan meets Archie, he brings up Kendra to Patrice and that kind of confused me because I was like, oh, is Patrice friends with Kendra? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like they needed a way to explain to us that Archie's in love with Kendra, but there wasn't actually like a good way to tell us that. I thought that was a little sloppy. We also kind of skipped over in the kitchen when, when Evan's talking to his mom and grandma, he says he's going to throw his own bar mitzvah. So he's trying to, he wants to invite all of these cool kids because he wants to have like the best bar mitzvah ever. Patrice really kind of opened up this dialogue that it had to be her or them. And Evan's like, I don't know, like I want to be friends with other people, not just you. Like what the fuck? He did say, okay, well I'll have my party and then you and I can have our own thing. It did kind of sound like he didn't want her at the other one. I'd be unweird about it. Oh, she gets so pissed at him. But to be honest, he was at least presenting alternatives because she was being so shitty about the option of him inviting everyone. Like he's not supposed to invite this entire group of people People. They're in small town Indiana. The population is like 2,000. This is like the whole class, right? There can't be more than 100 kids graduating with them. So he's just not supposed to invite anybody? His bar mitzvah is supposed to be like six people? No, I agree. I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't like ultimatums. No, it's bullshit. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Great singer though. Great little performer. <laughs> okay, the next song's my favorite song. <gasps> Me too! It's Lucy and she's like, okay, Kendra's my best friend, but I'm not going to waste an opportunity and not go after this man. And she kind of like makes a pact to herself that she's going to go for it. And this whole number is like cheerleading choreography. It is so good. The song is so catchy. Like I can't get it out of my head. I love it. This is a perfect number. Yeah, she, she sounds great. I was bopping along. I actually rewound some of it because I was so into it. I was trying to meditate this morning and I could just like hear it going off in my head because I'm <laughs> hyper fixating on it. <laughs> <laughs> she also has like a cool like rap section in it that I loved. It was so good. Do you think Jason Robert Brown is the new Lin-Manuel Miranda? <laughs> well, he came first. So was he, <laughs> was that rap section like always there? Oh um, yeah, right. Thought of it like that. <laughs> 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 Evan's dad keeps calling and Evan keeps dodging the call. The dad is so upset and it's so strange because it's like, because of you, this kid had to change his whole life. So Evan won't answer at all and it's just the parents talking and then Brett and Evan bond because Brett is obsessed with kissing Kendra and Evan comes up with the perfect plan for him to pull off the kiss where they go to the scary movie called The Blood Master. Mm. And they all sneak into a scary movie and they can cuddle up and kiss there. Yeah. I liked Bloodmaster song. It was fun. And Evan keeps coming up with ways to like have them kiss. And then Lucy will interject and be like, but the manager's there and he's strict. And Evan will keep like having a response. He's like, well, I'll handle it. I liked it. Lucy's so pissed at this. She sort of ends up blackmailing Evan. She says to him, I will make sure nobody goes to your party if it indeed happens that Brett and Kendra kiss. So you better find a way to make this not happen or I'll make your bar mitzvah suck. 
She's a great villain. She is a great villain. I don't know why she decided to make it Evan's problem. She's like, okay, you fucked up my plan. So instead of me making another plan, I'm going to just drop and have you do it. You handle it. <laughs> then Evan goes to Archie and he orchestrates a plan to get Archie to sit next to Kendra in the movie theater so he can make a scene and faint on her and thus stop Kendra and Brett from kissing. But Archie is like, oh my God, I get to kiss Kendra over and over again. And Evan keeps being like, no, I never said that. So this is when I started being irritated with Archie because I was like, is this even consensual? Like, It was a little creepy. It was a little creepy. And then Patrice finds out about this plan with Archie and she hates it because she thinks Evan is taking advantage of him. Okay, so it's pretty much we're all getting ready for the movie song. Everyone getting dressed and heading over there. And then they all sneak in. They get into the movie theater. Fucking Patrice rats them out and like tells their parents they all snuck into this rated R movie. Ugh, she's a narc. And like, okay, yes, it is bad that these kids snuck into a rated R movie. Fine. But these parents are freaking the fuck out. Don't they know their kids have the internet? Right. Deborah Messing is in this kitchen, like freaking out, going, I'm gonna kill him. I gotta try not to kill him. I'm like, what? Okay. Like, he could be like shooting up heroin. Like, he didn't do anything inherently bad. Yeah. It's not like he did something like hurtful or cruel to somebody. He tried to see a scary movie. I don't know. It was just so odd. 13 is also that weird age where, like, you're kind of a baby still and you're kind of like getting towards those ages where, like, none of this shit matters. Like, I think it's so interesting and kind of wholesome that the whole thing is that these two kids want to kiss so badly when like two years later most people are having sex oh yeah it's like what a kiss Jeez, you'll be kissing everybody in two years. Relax. I was absolutely giving handies by junior high. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was at least getting finger banged. What do you mean you haven't kissed? Like, no shame, but it's just weird. Right. It's kind of cute, but it's also a little naive. <laughs> it is a little naive. <laughs> and then it's so weird as well. After all the parents come, everybody thinks Evan is at fault and that he's the one that ratted it out. All because Brett goes, who did this? And then Evan's mom goes, Evan, blah, 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 whatever his last name is. And they're like, you did it and it's like she wasn't answering you like she was just yelling at him like there's not actually proof yeah. that he did this but then they all just believe it but then awkwardly archie yells evan you said i could kiss kendra that was trash of archie to do archie's a little bit of a psycho too that's why him and patrice are friends yeah, you guys don't know how to be chill at all why would you say that if i were kendra i'd be like get a fucking restraining order <laughs> Also, as the parents are taking the kids out, another psychopath teenager, Lucy, just like <laughs> leans over and kisses Brett. And she goes, and now you're my boyfriend. That's how it works. And he, for some reason, feels like he can't say no to that. Like he has, he's agreed. To, he's like, okay. And like poor fucking Kendra. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. This smoke break goes out to all the unnecessary adults in 13 the Musical. They do not need you in this fucking story, so you might as well take a hit, get high, and enjoy yourself. You deserve it, Rhea Perlman. We get this song by all of Brett's friends. There's four boys that are like his little gang. It's called Bad Bad News, and they kill it. This is also a favorite. It's a little barbership quartet. It's a little T-Birds in Greece. It's really cute. The choreo was great. I love this arrangement. I was really living for them. And holy shit, these boys can dance. The little blonde boy, especially later on in the finale moment, I was like, okay. Listen, you can't tell me that that little blonde boy was not the same little blonde boy from camp who had the bits with the gym teacher. <laughs> 
That was his father. You can't <laughs> tell me this government's not cloning people. <laughs> And putting them in movie musicals. I've been saying this for years. That's why they tell us we can't put our DNA in those like 23andMe things because they will clone us for musical theater purposes. We don't need more Leah Michelle. Exactly. It's out of control. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> Leah Michelle is out of Funny Girl already because she has COVID. Can you handle it? The universe said absolutely not. I heard she was even positive last week, but she didn't know how to read the test correctly. No, they're just lying. <laughs> 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 Julie Benko went from having the best job where she only had to do that leading role once a week and got massive vocal rest to like, oh, actually doing the run again. Okay, great. Which like, I'm sure is fabulous and she's loving it. But beyond that, I would have been like, ooh, to be the understudy and to do one show a week. I think that's the dream gig. Yeah. Dream gig. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> So this song, this bar, like you said, this song is great. They're killing it. And it's pretty much just them all tearing up Lucy and saying she is bad news and drama and you should not be with her, Brett. That was one of my favorite numbers. And then we go to one of my least favorite numbers, which is Evan and Deborah Messing having their little duet on the porch. Yeah. It would be funny, it's called. They're saying it would be funny if their lives didn't suck so bad. I have to say, though, Miss Deborah Messing sounds pretty fucking good. She does sound good. I know she's auto tuned but i wasn't mad it's very auto-tuned but she d it doesn't sound bad it could have been way worse i was proud of miss deborah messing and her bayangs i don't think she was auto-tuned i think it was the echo of her voice hitting the bayangs and echoing back down that gave it that sound the original birth of reverb is bangs and you know what that's science ariana grande <laughs> 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 so we're into September now. We're moving through the months. Brett is missing Kendra. He's regretting being stuck in this relationship with Lucy. Yeah. And Evan's like, I can help you. I know what to do. Just tell her you're sorry, pretty much, is the advice. <laughs> Evan's having this whole, like, come to Jesus or come to uh god moment i shouldn't say that because he's a jewish character but he's having that kind of moment of he's trying to turn his shit around like he's finally looking after his hebrew because that's part of you know he's been blowing it off in pursuit of all these friends the whole time and he's trying to just be honest and apologize to everybody and he's trying to make everything right he's just like tell her which is the name of the song tell her you're sorry tell her you miss her all this stuff all the kids get involved, but first, who makes it about herself? But narcissist extreme <laughs> Patrice, who really started some of the shit. Evan's just singing it to Brett, and all of a sudden Patrice just comes in and is saying things Evan should tell her, Patrice. And it's like, this is not about You're right. You, I didn't bitch. even realize that. All the kids get involved, and everyone has a line, and it is really sweet. And the arrangement's beautiful, sounds great, and then it ends. Kendra and Brett finally getting their kiss. It's fucking beautiful. Listen, I am glad that Brett and Kendra get together, but like he could have broke it off with Lucy first. These kids don't think about each other's feelings. No. And Lucy enters. She's like, what the fuck? Everyone's laughing at her. And now everyone's friends with Evan and they're all coming to his party because he did the right thing. But they're all like, fuck you, Lucy. Things change quickly when you're 13 and it's life or death, bitch. I guess so. Also, we get a scene that everyone has been dying for. Another scene between Patrice and the grandmother. <laughs> what is their relationship? And Patrice is like, what do you do when you're so mad at someone, but you don't know how to stop being mad? And the grandma's like, if you're mad at everyone, you'll have no one left. 
it. Patrice is like, I wish I was as wise as you, Grandmother Willow. And Rhea Perlman's like, I wish I was as young as you, Patrice. It's just such a weird dialogue. I could have done without it. It's odd. Patrice probably just should have come to the bar mitzvah and like fucking relaxed. It leads to us thinking that like after this scene, they have this moment where she's like, forgive Life's too short that Patrice is going to forgive him, but she doesn't. That doesn't come till later. So this scene's like pointless. It doesn't even inspire her to forgive. Patrice is really holding on that hard to it. Girl, you narked them all out. Right. Snitches get stitches. It's finally the day of the party. They're on their way to the ceremony. He's like, hold on, stop the car. And he drops something off outside of Patrice's door. And it, I guess it's, I call it a scrapbook of their friendship. Of pictures of them and... It's not something he could send via his iPhone. Seemed like that's not a thing a 13-year-old boy would do nowadays. Yeah, so she's looking at it and she's like, oh, wow, a lot of great memories. And at the end, it's like, more to come, hopefully. So it's like, okay. He's really putting himself (laughs) out there and she's still like, I don't know. Girl, what do you want? Also, Rabbi Shapiro made it back, thank fuck. And he says, There's no Jewish people here, huh? At least I'm the hottest rabbi somewhere. And I was like, honey, you're gorgeous everywhere. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Evan's dad comes to the bar mitzvah because earlier on, Evan, when everything, when all the shit hit the fan, Evan finally reached out to his dad, right? Who he's been dodging these calls from the whole time because he was so mad at him. So he finally forgave him and he got advice from him. So the dad comes to the bar mitzvah. The whole family's there. He brings the mom a bagel from Zabar's as an olive branch. And she's like, by the way, I'm writing a novel. That storyline didn't go anywhere. (laughs) It was so unnecessary. Why was it a thing? He's like, oh, I should be nervous, shouldn't I? (laughs) And she was like, yeah. So she's going to write a novel about him cheating on like their divorce? Like, I don't understand. It's not a memoir. What are you talking about? It's not all about you, but apparently it is because she said yes. Oh, God. Who would want to read a fucking memoir about Deborah Messing straightening her hair and getting left? That sounds so (laughs) depressing. It's just a wig care tutorial that she's writing out. (laughs) It didn't hit like they thought it would. It wasn't this feminist thing. I wish they were like... Like, oh, she was an accountant before and she gave it up so he could have his law firm. And I wish then she set up her own accounting firm. You know, now she's the accountant of this small town in Indiana. So it was like yeah. this concrete thing. I'm like, what do you mean you're writing a novel? You apparently haven't written in 10 years when you had all that free time in New York. Right. What were you doing? Just lunching? <laughs> her novel. I can't even imagine. Also, Lucy and uh, Kendra make up. It's just kind of like i'm sorry and there's really no like uh explanations or anything they're just like let's wrap this up let's be friends again they're like let's never let a boy come between us again it actually wasn't the boy it was lucy the boy didn't do anything he was actually very sweet it was confusing yeah they really rewrote that so we get to the bar mitzvah and evan gets up on the stand the stand the (laughs) altar and he sings He's in big trouble <laughs> and he sings a little more homework, which I thought was a beautiful song. I love it. It's so fucking sweet. Yeah, this is the only song that I was like, oh, I've heard this before. This one sounds kind of familiar. I think every chorus of 12 to 15 year olds should sing this song. It's so fucking perfect. Yeah. If you love this song, you're going to love the song from 37, the musical called A Little More Unemployment Paperwork. <laughs> 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 68 the musical a little more social security checks right. to deposit <laughs> <laughs> we need 
need more aged musicals. Right. So yeah, Patrice comes back and she makes a big show of coming in late and sitting in the front row. And they all sing this beautiful song. And also it's like just Evan's song. And then all of a sudden Patrice is like, and a day, and a day, and a day, and a day goes by. And she just starts wailing. But then everyone joins in and it's beautiful. I thought it was cute they each had a solo line, but I hated how they each stood up and then sat back down for each of their lines in the pews. <laughs> I thought it just looked weird. I like, there's a better way to do that. <laughs> I agree. It was really cute though. I was a little emotional at the song. And then we see how they're all kind of evolving in this and learning to be friends with each other. And we even get a little clip of Deborah Messa, Deborah Messing writing her novel. Deborah Messa. Deborah Messa. <laughs> Deborah Messa. Welcome to the stage, Deborah Messa, the drag queen extraordinaire. <laughs> And then we're at the after party. We get a brand new you, which is kind of fun song about how you're a brand new you now. And they're all celebrating all these kids who kind of were smaller roles get a line, which I loved because I wanted to see those kids shine and they fucking did. And it was brilliant. And that's kind of the finale. That's it. That's 13. I really think this is so beautiful. Yeah, I think it's great. I would love this as a kid. I loved it as an adult, but as a kid, I would have been so into this. Me too. Damn. Why was I too 14 years old to fucking get into this? Who do I think I was? I don't know. I don't want to say anything, but I was a little taken aback by that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me to just have attitude about things I have no right to have attitude about. <laughs> okay, listen. What should we, how do we, what kind of game should we do to end this? We do best friend, worst enemy wants to date. Okay, so who our best friend would be, who our enemy would be, and who would we want to date if we were in the school? Yeah, who do we want to kiss? Okay, I would, I think my best friend would be Kendra. Kendra is like Miss Popularity. I was a little confused because Patrice was like, don't hang out with Kendra and them. Like she made it sound like she was a mean girl, but Kendra was nothing but nice and lovely to everyone. Exactly. That's why Archie was in love with her. Cause she would come up to Archie and be like, oh, I love your shirt. Have a good day. Yeah. So like I was she's just a, little, a ball of sunshine. Yeah. I was a little confused by that. So she'd probably be my bestie. Who I would hate is probably, well, I mean, it's probably Patrice now to be honest i can't not hate her you baby you're speaking my language yeah after all the evidence you laid before me i would probably be crushing on brett is that his name yeah yeah brett is so cute i always being the young person in love with um father figures i definitely would have loved rabbi shapiro he's who i want to date <laughs> now and as a 13 year old <laughs> That clocks. Uh, I mean, you know, my worst enemy is Patrice because she creates her own problems and then blames them on everyone else. Although I would also have shit with Lucy. I know I would because I'd be like, bitch, don't even. But then my best friend, I like the art kid with the two-toned hair that plays piano. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I feel like two-toned hair and I could totally hang, kind of be chill. Like we'd go to art class together and like I feel the art kids are where I was trying to be. Those are my people. I want to smoke pot with them in the bathroom. I love That's that. It. Wow. Baby, I love this musical. Another one wrapped up. I loved it. Another fucking one. Can you believe it? Wow. We're approaching 60. Guys, get ready. We're about to get into Halloween season where we do all of our Halloween episodes. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> but until then. Listen, no one needs to just keep chilling more than Deborah Messing's goddamn bangs. <laughs> just keep chilling. Damn. <laughs> we love you, bangs. We love you, bangs. <laughs> Ha! 
High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowett for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you.